Welcome to The Truth Simply Put, the teaching broadcast vehicle of the Basilea Commission. On today's teaching by Alexander Victor, God's Word, rightly divided in the light of Christ, who is the central theme of the entire scriptures, will come with simplicity, precision, clarity, and power to instruct, admonish, edify, and build you up into the full measure of the stature of Christ. Now, let's dive straight in. We left off at a storm, right? Mark 4. This second storm, man. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mark 6. Mark 6. The weight has been lifted. So, this is just right after 12 baskets full, right? Of leftover of um, um, fish and bread, right? Feeding the 5,000 men besides women and children, right? 45. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat. Please follow these details. Yeah, I'm just trying to continue from Tuesday. He made. He made his disciples get into the boat and go before him or ahead of him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he sends the multitudes away. And again, I can teach you a more, I could teach you a lot of things from, from the, the narratives of Jesus. Because a crusade had just finished and Jesus sends his people on their way, puts them in a transport, sends them off, and he is managing the multitude and making sure everybody gets home okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. It's not Jesus entering the boat and going and then. That's who taught me. So if you're looking to enter the car, no, no, calm down. Follow the sun. While he sends the multitudes away. Now, by multitude, we're looking at 5,000 men. <laughs> Plus their wives and children. That crowd could easily be anywhere between 20 and 50,000. Easy. Easy. I mean, Solomon had a thousand women at home. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Women, 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 women. Women. <laughs> now, Jesus dispatches the disciples that would have helped him. He says, Y'all go. I got this crowd. So, Jesus is looking after a humongous crowd. Yes, sir. When his disciples have crossed over to the other side. But he knew what he was doing. For the six, and when he had sent them away, that's the crowds now. Jesus dispersed the crowd. The crowd did not clap until Jesus went out. And when he sent them out away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea. And he was alone on the land. He saw them from land, alone. He saw them. Don't ask me with what eyes. (laughs) He saw them straining at rowing. Excuse me. No matter how tough it is what you're going through, he sees you. (laughs) 
Genesis 16. Ish- Hagar had run with Ishmael. Ishmael was dying of thirst. And they were by a well. Historically, that is the same well credited as Jacob's. She was by water, she did not see. Where did the angel find Hagar? By the well. By the well, sir. By the well, sir. But she didn't see the water. Appeared to her and spoke to her then, and then opened her eyes to see the well. And she called the place. She said, whoa, I have seen the one who sees me. La Roy, the one who sees me. That's why the place is called Bear, meaning well. Does that make sense? La- well, of the one who sees me. One of the names of the manifestations of God in the Old Testament. La Roy, or El Roy. The God who sees. And there was no reason for her to be seen. Hagar was a Gentile. Hagar Hagar was an Egyptian house girl. Who had wronged the mistress of Abraham's household. She had thwarted destiny so it appeared. Until later you realize that God needed Ishmael. To qualify Isaac. Mm -hmm. God needed, how would they, how else would there have been two covenants? <laughs> so before you say, Hagar, look at her, snatching somebody's husband. Hagar, doing this, went and slept to Abraham. Hey, 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 hold up. He wrote it. He scripted it. He did. Hagar had no part to play beyond her willingness. You know, did the do. <laughs> but she was submitted as a true handmaiden. Yes, would. Yes, so she was doing ministry. Choke on that. Hagar was doing ministry. She's so immoral. She's so, how do you know? Were you there in the street she grew up in? Were you a neighbor? She's very loose. You that you're tight. What has your tightness done for you? Mm. Oh, that girl, that girl is very, very loose. You, you, you that you're tight. What has, how has your tightness benefited you? Plank in your eye. Plank, 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 plank. Plank. You're looking for speck. I don't like loose girls. We celebrate you. Why else will Hagar be there? What is bringing me here now? You better say to yourself, he sees me. 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 16. There are two, 16. Genesis 16. There are two, two, two narratives of, of, of Hagar and then Ishmael. In 16, uh, da, 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 I shall go up to verse 7. Now the angel of the Lord found her by the spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, to who? The angel. Look at your King James, capital A. I'm fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. 
See? This is pregnant uh, Hagar. I will multiply your descendants exceedingly. Okay, this, some things I have not taught. So I can understand your, your shock. So that they shall not be counted for multitude. Hagar's descendants. Ishmaelites. Look, now we all know who the Ishmaelites are, right? And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you have a child, and you shall bear a son, and you shall call his name Ishmael, for because the Lord has heard your affliction, he shall be a wild man. Look at the next one. His hand shall be against every man. And every man's hand. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. So she called it the name of the Lord who spoke to her, you are the God who sees. Now let's go forward to verse chapter 22. 21. Genesis 21 now. So um, um, Hagar had given birth to Ishmael. Ishmael had grown. You know, uh, Isaac had been born. You know, Ishmael was about 17 or so years older than, than Isaac. And of course, Sarah kicks off and then sends off Hagar and Ishmael. And then if you get to verse 12, God says to Abraham, do not let it be displeasing in your sights because of the lad, referring to Ishmael, or because of your bondwoman or slave. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to this, listen, listen to her voice. For in Isaac, your seed shall be called. He didn't say Isaac will be your seed. In Isaac, your seed. Isaac is not the son of promise. Isaac is not the seed. In Isaac, your seed shall be called. Yet, I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman. Because, because he's your seed. He's your seed. But in Isaac shall your seed be called. When we are tracing your seed, it's Isaac will trace it to, even though Ishmael is your seed. In other words, he's your offspring. But what I am doing shall be called in Isaac. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and skin and water and put it on her shoulder, gave it to the boy and Hagar sent her away. She departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beer, Sheba. And the water in the skin was used up. And she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot. For she said to herself, let me not see the death of the boy. It was a hopeless case. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. She wept. God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of the Lord called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. He shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against everybody. Everybody's hand against him. He didn't cry. You cried. I heard his voice. How much more you? Arise, 18, lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. 19, then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. She was there. She went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad to drink. So God was with the lad. And he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. So be careful where you say God is not behind the old covenant. Because Ishmael is the son of the old covenant. So when you say God, angels sneaked and gave the law, God did not know. Be careful. 
Ishmael was God's idea. God was not reacting to Abraham's randiness or Sarah's overbearing attitude. Ishmael was God's idea. Let's go back to our storm in Mark 6. He sees me. I have no doubt about it. I have no doubt about it. No single doubt about it. He sees me. I have seen the one who sees me. Let's go back to our, our, our case study. Ah, he saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. That's why I'll, I'll get to that in a bit if I have the time to get there. That's why you can't give up in a storm. Because you didn't send yourself. Somebody sent you ahead. Somebody yes, sir, sent yes, sir, you. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Somebody sent you. That is why your victory had to be his business. Because he sent you. You didn't send yourself. It is my failure makes God look bad. I'm good. I'm okay. Me, Alexander Victor, son of God. If I fail in life and ministry, blame God. It's God's problem. I did not call myself. If I lose my salvation, my blame God. I didn't apply for it. I was on my own doing my thing. And life was okay at my level. You came and gave me something, call it a free gift. And then you didn't tell me that in attached to the free gift is terms and conditions that mean that it's how I will manage the gift, I will lose it. That's how I will stop paying for it over time. You will collect it back. Gift, free gift, that is not wages according to Romans 4. Because if it's wages, it's not a gift. Then, sir, I can, I can gift myself whatever I want to give myself. So my failure has got the responsibility. That's what gives you confidence to do life and ministry. Believers don't go around trying to not fail. That's not your business. Are you ready tonight? Yes, it's not your business to manage failure. You didn't just get up and start. Somebody said go. You must understand that the person that's telling you to go ahead has gone ahead of you. When God says, go, go ahead of me. Please don't feel like you're going ahead. Don't do that. Don't do that. Psalm 139, David asked, where can I go from your presence? You know, religion has made us feel like it's when you come to church and then you are now ready. Let's welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's when he comes in. That's the issue with you. So when you close, you you now have to pray the religious prayer. Fathers, we're closing. We're not departing for your presence. Why are you praying it? Because after the abundance of the heart, you are departing, sir. You're just trying to not feel bad about departing. But in your heart of heart, you know as you leave this church like this, presence have quenched. It's Sunday. So, but you know, to, to, to bring about fake humility, you say, as we leave, we're not departing from your presence, just departing to our various homes. Liar, 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 liar. Ooh, you lie, you lie. You have departed. If you're not departing, you should not have prayed it. But sorry, sorry, no, you know, so what you're saying, you don't say all of my mind. We are departing, we just don't want it to look like. But 
the guy in Acts, Paul said in Acts 17, I believe. I, I, I'm not sure if it's 17, 32. He says, as it's written, in him you live. In him you move. In him you have your home. In him. In him. So where you left, where you are, where you are going, in him. In him. In him. And then he says, go, I'm coming. You're not afraid. Uh, Jesus, stay back home. He said we should go, he's coming. He who straddles the end from the beginning. No, you are not ahead of him. (laughs) Nor could you ever be. (laughs) Nor could you ever be. As long as he said go. God never calls a believer into a future he's not already in. That's how you know your future is your past. <laughs> yeah. It's just you going to happen to what has happened. <laughs> it is just you going to happen. So when God calls you, there's a confidence you ought to exhort. He sent, I mean, I mean look, at, look at the story of the 5,000 themselves, you know, and feed them. And then Philip goes, eh, even 100 denarii. That's like 10 million. Even 100 denarii cannot feed all these people. If I were now, knowing what I know, Jesus says, feed them. Say, sit down. <laughs> Bring out your plate. Let's thank God for what he has said before us. Because I believe you. Somewhere between lifting your hand to put in the plate, your hand will meet food in the plate to go to your mouth. Because he said, feed. And along with his feed them instruction comes grace for supply. Why is it that is a small boy that will look at this guy's arguing? Because it was not secret. Or else the boy with his lunchbox will not have heard. So nomenclature suggests that this thing is going back and forth. Ah, see, Rabbi, Rabbi said we should feed the people. Who, and then Peter, Peter, if you ask me, who I go ask? It's Peter. It's Peter. Bartholomew is doing his own. Simon the Zealot is doing his own, you know, zealously pursuing. James and John, sons of Zebedee, they are already hustling the kingdom. They're like, hmm. Let's, that time they say we should, we should, we should let us call thunder from heaven. They say, they say, they even accuse us that we don't even have right spirits. That we don't know one man our spirit. Well, so mm, this one, Sudan, look, is my name. Well, I'm not trying to say something. They're not say we don't know what kind of spirits that you have. So, so James and John are there. John the beloved is just lying down. Jesus is like, well, Jesus, whatever you do, I got you, Jesus. I got you, Jesus. So all of this drama is going on. And people can see. There's a, there's a bit of this unrest in the atmosphere because everybody's hungry. Three days. Jesus was teaching for three days. And children stayed for three days. And preaching many different messages at the same time. And so how the thing is going on. And a little boy hearing Jesus because that, all that drama started from Jesus saying feed them. And somehow a little boy riding on sight walks up to Jesus. 
by, he said, kid, so I bet you, Peter will not have minded him. Look at him. We're talking 5,000, 20,000. Please. And before you can say fish, the boy is in front of Jesus with his lunchbox. Five loaves. Two fish. That's all he took. Besides women and children. And Jesus took the bread, not the breads. No, no, don't miss detail. It's not the five. It's not the five loaves. And he gave thanks, and he broke it. Not them. Not them. The bread broke it. You, as you are breaking, five loaves multiplied. You know, bah, plenty of bread. No, you, as you are breaking, there is supply. As you are breaking, there's supply. As you're breaking, there's supply. As you're breaking, people are eating and they can't finish what they are receiving. So, so the fullness was not a function of volume, as it was a function of quality. Yes, sir. You just could not finish that bread. So you keep what's left. We now gather what was left over. Don't think of leftover in terms of the bread we did not distribute. Don't think of leftover in terms of what is left after wedding reception. Leftover is literally what was left, what people ate and left. That's what was gathered into baskets. Not that we had 40 baskets. We used 28 and remaining 12. No, no, no. We gathered what was left after they had eaten. What they ate and left. So baskets. So you always have now Jesus says, feed them. Ah, I will sit down. Everybody sit down. Okay. Jesus said we should feed you. That means he knows that food should come. So now let's give thanks. Go and check the narrative. I'll get there in this teaching. Go and check the narrative of the New Testament. John 2. Draw the water from water pot for washing leg. Draw the water. Go and give the chairman of the occasion. Not even go and wash his legs. <laughs> go and give him to drink. And the next verses are, and when the master of the ceremony tasted the water that had become wine, at what point did it become wine? So carest thou not that we perish. Mary comes to him and says, people have no wine. What's my business? But he knew what he would do. He would give them wine, but he would not give them wine. You serve a seen God. Hebrew says we do not have a high priest who is not touched. Double negative. We do not have a high priest who is not touched. Equals to we surely not not, not just double negative. We surely have a high priest who is touched. So whatever you feel, he felt. That's why he came as man. He felt. He felt. He felt. He felt. Whatever you feel, he felt. He sees. He saw them straining, rowing. You know, they're, they're rowing, holding, and sometimes forward motion. He saw them straining because they were straining against the wind. And you're going forward sometimes in your life, and sometimes forward motion seems backward. You've rowed and rowed and rowed, and you check, huh? how many nautical miles have we done? You know, they tell not even one. See, that's why I said to you guys, believers don't pray, God, where are you? If you are in a storm, he is with you. Because it is in forward motion you met the storm. 
and that forward motion, you didn't send yourself. He sent you. So he sees you. They are in the middle of the sea. Visibility is zero. Can just from here, how many, how many meters? Like what, 300 meters? A plane can't land in poor visibility. And that stretch was 13 miles across. That's roughly about 20 kilometers. And they were in the middle of the sea in a storm. Not clear seas. Two and a half miles. In a storm. He saw them. Not just did he see them. He saw their condition. I, I, I serve a single. Serve a single. So that's me why he saw it. He saw. He saw them straining. Let's continue that text. Are you here tonight? Yes, sir. For the wind was against them. Blessed are you, the wind is against you. I, that's how I've always told myself. Listen, I've always told myself, if everybody's doing what you're doing, what you're doing is wrong. If everybody's doing what you're doing, what you're doing is wrong. So sometimes you're going against the wind, but you know that what you're doing stands you out. Stay there. Long enough. But if you're regular, everybody else, but you stick at it long enough, even if you're rowing against the tide, your, t- your reckoning will come. It will. But if you do what everyone else is doing, sorry. So when you are rowing against the tide and it's tough, know that it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of the sea, he sees you. And like I said earlier, he doesn't just see you, he sees your condition. He sees your condition. He sees what you are dealing with at exactly the time that you are dealing with it. Let's continue this text. Is anybody getting anything? Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. Walking on the sea. Please look at this next statement that I, I can bet most of you never noticed. He came walking on the sea I would have passed them by. He sent them ahead. He dispersed the crowd. He went to pray. Came down from praying. Saw them in the middle of the sea. Saw that they were straining in their rowing. So he saw their condition. He saw them clearly apart from physical eyes. Because we can debate that the visibility was that clear. And he started to go to them. And would have passed them by. Okay, that's, that's a problem. He tells Abraham, leave your, your father, Genesis 12. Leave your father, leave your mother, leave your, your, your country. And come to land, I will show And Abraham is wandering around Canaan, whatever you want to call it, where he was. Lot went with him. That's the game changer in that whole Genesis 12. Because he said, leave your father's house. Leave your father's house. Lot was his nephew, his father, brother's son. That's part of his father's house. So that phrase, and Lot went with him, was the whole changer. So Abraham left his father's house, but he took his father's house with him. Chaos ensued because you're now trying to put new wine in old wine skins. So now Lot's farmers and shepherds start to fight with Abraham's shepherds. Can you imagine the impunity? Because you have now amassed few cows and few sheep. 
And Abraham says, you know what? You split. Another story that I love. Uh, and, and Lot lifts his eyes and looks east. So lush green vegetables saw the Jordan. And he chose what he thought was the juiciest of the land. Because he thought the blessing was in location. Yes. And he didn't know that the blessing is in your position. Not your location. The blessing is your position. Not your possession. He chose the east and crossed over. That began the advent of Sodom and Gomorrah. And the next verse says, And the Lord appeared to Abraham after that Lot had departed from him and said, Now, look, lift up your eyes. Next, next verse. Now, look from the place where you are. Please look carefully. Northward. Somebody say northward. northward. Southward. Southward. Eastward. Eastward. Stop. Go back to verse 12. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan. Lot dwells in the city. Go back, to, go back to 11, verse 11. Lot chose for himself all the plain of the Jordan and Lot journeyed, Lot journeyed, Lot journeyed, verse 14. Lift your eyes and now look from the place where you are. Northward, southward, hold on. I thought Lot chose east. And went east. But God tells Abraham, eastward, next one, and westward, next verse. For all the land which you see, I give to you. And where Lot was going. And everything Lot will ever become. That's why when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he came to the landlord. So you see, I'm about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But you're the landlord of the east. You have property there. It was an account of the blessing on Abraham that Lot was rescued. It wasn't works. It wasn't performance. It was covenant. It was covenant. Now, that's the first thing you should see. Second thing you should see, and then we'll come back to my storm. Second thing you should see is this. Four cardinal points, eh? Now, I had to have come to where I am now that God is talking to me from any of these four places. Wherever, where I'm standing now, that God is teaching me geography. Where I came from is one of these four cardinal points. Look here. God says, look here. Look here. And look here. Every land you are seeing, I'm giving to you. That means Abraham's journey was not a journey of geographical location. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If Abraham came from north, it means he did not need to come this far to know that north was given to him. If he came from west, he didn't need to come this far. So, Lord, Abraham's journey was not a journey of location. It was a journey of sight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lift eyes now and see what stopped him from seeing his father's house why did God call Abraham out amongst other things amongst the typologies amongst the type and shadows so that he could lay off the weight and see so if Lot were not with him chances are he would have seen earlier 
and would not have needed to travel as far as he traveled to receive the land that was already his. Because it turns out even the land he came from was his. So it wasn't a journey of location. It wasn't a journey of destination. It was a journey of sight. Do you understand that so far? And come back to our storm. You think it's not related? Oh, come back to our storm in Mark 6. Jesus sees them in the middle of the sea, rowing against the tide, starts to go to them. He goes to them. Start the verse from the beginning. He saw them straying and rowing, for the wind was against them. Now, of our fourth watch of the night, stay here and give me TPT. I haven't, I haven't seen it. So we'll see it together. The wind was against the disciples. The wind was against the disciples, first slide. And he could see that they were straining at the oars, trying to make headway. When it was almost morning, Jesus came to them, walking on the surface of the water, and he started to pass by them. He came to them, passing by them. If you were coming to them, if you saw them before you started to come, why were you passing by them? You couldn't say you didn't know where you were going because even before you left, the scripture says he was alone on land. He saw them halfway through with bad visibility. He saw them, saw their condition, came to them and was passing them by. Because it turns out, beloved, it wasn't about Jesus seeing them. It was about them seeing Jesus in the midst of the storm. So again, it was a game of sight. Can you Are your eyes on me? Can you see me? Can you see? You can't see me, but this whole orchestration of this storm is for nothing more than you seeing me. I'm, I'm, you, you can't see me. I'm, I'm here. I'm, you can't see me. The storm is not your problem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Your optics in the storm. That's your problem. The storm is not your problem. How you see in the storm is the problem. How you see in the storm will determine how you see the storm. Now Jesus is perplexed and you wonder why such a harsh measure. Because just two chapters later, he saved them from a storm. Earlier. Storm one. And we saw on Tuesday. Just chapter four. We handled this storm matter. You should be a storm rider by now. Remember our first storm? Yes, 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 yes. Come on, come on. You should, you should have. Just, just two chapters ago, I was sleeping. On a pillow, yeah. in a stern, yeah. in a tempest. Yes, the tempest. Not waves. Because yeah. 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 how waves can be smoothing you to sleep well. Yeah. If you have been on a boat before. Yeah. That's how you just, if you say that you're seasick or you're very comfortable. Yeah. It just, it just, just rolls you nicely, nice, nicely, nice. No, 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 this is the tempest. But you didn't learn anything. This is the boat I was in. How about the ones that were, the little boats that were following us? Mm, mm, mm. So here's another storm. Mm. Just two events later, that storm feeding on the 5,000, another storm. And I see you. 
In fact, at this point, you should, as you are straining, your eyes should be. Where? He's coming. He's, he's going to come any moment now. This storm. And I say to you, open your eyes and see. In the storm. Any moment now, the sun comes. In your storm. Open your eyes and see. Any moment now, the sun is coming in your storm. have the advantage of the Holy Spirit so you can forgive them a little bit and say they didn't have discernment they didn't have foresight but you have no such excuse so as you are rowing and straining that's rejoicing joy consciousness <laughs> any moment now 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 any any moment now any any moment now and, and He's not trying to hear me. He's not trying to stop you. He, you are thinking, most times you think your answer to your storm is him quenching the storm. No, he's not trying to stop you rowing. Because if you stop rowing, you won't get to where he's taking you. If you because he's the one that sent you. And your rowing is the agency for your progress. Are you listening to me now? Your rowing, your effort. Is what is propelling you into where God is taking you. So, but most times when we're going through a storm, you want the storm to cease. If it ceases, you won't get there. If the storm storm stops, you won't get there. The storm is the agency of your progress. Oh God, stop this. Can this? I can't take it. You are lying. You can. I say to you again, you can take it. You can take it. You can take it. You can take it. You can. How do we know that? First Corinthians 10 13. No temptation, no trial has befallen you that is not common to man. But through it all, it makes a way of escape. No temptation. No temptation. No temptation has overtaken you. Give us an ATPT. We all experience times of testing. Which is normal for every human being. So no, it's not the witches in your village. They are too small. 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 You're dealing with something, it's normal. You're not paying school fees, it's normal. You don't have a job, it's normal. You're fighting for three days. It's normal. No, look at my phone. I don't know when that's how you charge it. It's normal. There's nothing abnormal about your storm. Nothing. So God, if you are making progress in the direction of where God called you, he's not obligated to stop your storm. Until you see. He was going to pass. Because his expectation was, come on, come on. Forget the rowing, forget the pain, forget, I'm here. See me, I facilitated this so you could see me in it. Go back to Mark 6. And when they saw him, when they saw him, so they saw him. But with a twisted perspective. 
They saw him, but interpreted him who they saw according to their own reality, which was false. Because there's no such thing as ghosts. Yes, Africa. Listen to me. There cannot be Hades and ghosts at the same time. If Hades is the place of the dead, where they sleep until resurrection, we cannot have the spirits, or souls, or ghosts of dead people walking willy-nilly on the earth in the land of the living. So there are either ghosts or there is Hades. The place of the dead from Sheol in the Old Testament to Hades, which is translated hell, rightly or wrongly, in the New Testament, which is the abode. Hmm? The abode. Not camp meeting. So that we start on Tuesday. <laughs> By Sunday, you finish final session. You now release... <laughs> we now say, come with and finish. See you next year. We now release the dead into the hemisphere. No. Hades is the abode, residential headquarters of people that have died. So, by the time you say, my father appeared to me, bind that familiar spirit. Now, I know some of you might be offended, no problem. That's why you are still manifesting demonic activity. That's why. That's why. That's why you keep going there where deliverance never ends. You know that? I don't see. Listen to me. The day you are in your room and you see Pav appear to you. Remove your shoe. Plus tongues. Kalapasha Togo. Emanda Kolibagaja. Eriko because a familiar spirit has used Pav's face to appear to you. My pastor appeared to me. We bind that activity in the name of Jesus. It's not a method of the kingdom. It's not. It's not. It is not a method of the kingdom. Familiar spirit. Scripture is abundantly clear on Hades. If the Hades is where the dead dwell, they are not roaming. <laughs> you know what? Itinerant ministers, itinerant, they're just freelancers appearing and disappearing. It's a lie. You wake up shivering, shivering. Oh, my grandmother appeared to me. Alama kosusha. Kandeme kutapala. Kedemeni kushuna ramala. I come against you. Foul spirit. Your grandma will never appear to you. Because it means they gave a pass. For that night. To come to earth. God forbid. Now I know it gets touchy. 
Because we're like, oh, come on, it's my mother. It's my father. I loved her. They loved me. Hey, let God be true. <laughs> let God be true. What's all the confusion about? I was sitting down. I saw, I saw Papa appear to me. Don't even try to listen. Any, hear me carefully. Any conversation you have with whoever appears to you will scramble your reality. Don't you, don't you try and feel spiritual. You, you are really my mother. What's the pet name you used to call me? What's her name that only you used to call me? What's my favorite meal? Is it really you? How is heaven? No. It's a non-starter. You don't, don't start the conversation. Just reply with the language that... And that's the end. Listen, myth is not reality. Superstition, superstition is not reality. I don't care how many hundred of years old it is. A lie is a lie no matter how old. No matter how old, a lie is a lie. If we have ghosts, we don't have Hades. It means there's no place to keep them. If we have Hades where they are, according to scripture, so oh, your the soul of the person, they don't rest. They want, they want vengeance. They're looking for vengeance so they can rest. Then you know what? All of us should die so we can become that powerful. Because then you're telling me there's advantage of dying over living. Then me to have some scores to settle. So you now die. You're now hovering. Because you have not done some housekeeping. So here were these guys. They saw Jesus, but they did not see Jesus as Jesus. Optics were still twisted. They saw him, but they didn't see him as him. They saw him as something else that they could very easily blame yes, sir. for the storm. Very easily. Ah, no, no wonder we're in all this trouble. Yes. Going, ah, we are dead. It it's ghosts. Side. Ghosts. Side. So they quickly carved out a convenient excuse based on their delusion that they championed as reality. So we saw Jesus. Finally, we have seen him. It's a ghost. Jesus, no, it cannot be Jesus now. Walking on water, Jesus. He, he just fed 20, 30, 40,000 people. Five loaves and two fish. Before that, he just stopped a, a storm when he was sleeping. Go to Matthew 14. The, there's some juicy detail of this same storm. That is not in Mark, that is in Matthew. We'll come back to Mark 6. Matthew 14. Are, are, you, are you here? Yes, sir. 
Mm. Matthew 14, this is from verse um, 22. Again, if you have a Bible, you actually see just before that, feeding the 5,000 in Matthew. So you know we're dealing with the same storm. If you have a physical Bible. 22. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. When he sent the multitudes away, he himself went up on the mountain to pray. So you see, same narrative. Now, evening came. He was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. So, ghosts can walk on the sea. Jesus cannot. And that's how we relegate our reality in Christ and choose talismans. That's how we relegate our reality in Christ and choose water. That's how we relegate our baptism into Christ and choose a swim. And choose oil. Choose mountains. Choose tokens. Because somehow you believe tokens can do what the Son, by His Spirit in you, cannot do. You now pride yourself in saying you are smart. See, you're wise. That deep. Ghosts? You see why I believe the power of Jesus? Do you know, do you know what helps me believe the power of Jesus? The power of darkness. Since I was a child, I have always believed that the power of darkness is real. It's a fact. Satan is wicked. <laughs> he mean. He really mean. Power of darkness is real. It's, it's power. For me, that's the encouragement. So for my, my, my confidence in the power of the Lord Jesus is enforced by the reality of darkness. You don't feel like believing. When you see what they are doing. <laughs> you believe. You either join them or you believe what is greater. Choose your belief carefully. <laughs> when I see theirs, I know they can't harm me. Because theirs cannot be greater. If theirs is greater, why are they so hell-bent on damaging you? Why are, you, why are they threatened by you? If their power is stronger than... They should just leave you alone because you're not a threat. Why are they coming for you? So you're coming for me. It helps me to see. What is he that is in me? It's a ghost. As if they've seen a ghost walking on water before. And they cried out for fear. This is what is not in Mark 6. Mark 6 does not say they cried out for fear. So it's why it's important to put narratives together. When they saw him walking on the sea, verse 49, 6, 49, they supposed there was a ghost and cried out. For they saw him and were troubled. Matthew 14 says the reason why they cried out for fear, the reason why they cried out a ghost is because they were afraid. Afraid that what? Ah, see the source of our, our problem is ghost. 
So as far as they were concerned, the source of our problem has finally manifested to finish what he started. And Jesus spoke to them in 27 of Matthew 14 and said, Be not afraid. Be of good cheer. It is I. And today he says to you, Be of good cheer. Be not afraid. It is I. It is I. Contrary wind, storm, straining at rowing, Jesus walking on water. Choose what you see. I choose to see the possibility of the sun walking on my storm. I choose to see the possibilities of the S-O-N walking on. What causes storm? A combination of two things, wind and water. He's walking. The wind is not pushing and tossing him around. But the wind is pushing and tossing the boat. Wind. It's not blowing him around. The water is heaving against the boat. And he's walking on it. So please, don't think that he was walking on gentle water. You know, water was just there. Water, you know, water just became strong. Just walking like tiles, my brother. Just walking on, on the water. Water just solidify. You know, gravity just block. You know, just walking. No. It was a tempest. That means the water was not even steady by water standards. You're walking on water and then as you're about to step here, the wave goes up. But you step. And, And you're not stepping so that you swerve because the wave lifted your leg up. Because you know what the wave can go up, and then when you and then the wave takes your leg up, and then you see Jesus swerving and walking around. He was walking, he was he was using the water. And he was not walking on the wind. On the water. Forget the storm. Forget the storm. See the storm. Fifty-one of Mark six, and he went up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased. So, what was the purpose of the storm in this instance? That you will see the sun. The storm delivers visibility of the sun. The storm delivers visibility of the sun as the sun. The moment you see him as him in the storm, that's the end of the storm. Its job is done. Wind ceased. Storm ended. Jesus did not rebuke it. I would have said he congratulated it. Good job, Storm. See, See you on the next one. Because if here... Oh, Holy Spirit, help me with these people. Job 38, 39, 40. He asked Job, do you know where I store hailstone for battle? Yeah. Job 38, 19. Where is the way to the dwelling of light? God is asking Job. And darkness, where is its place? That you may take darkness, take it to its territory. That you may know the path to its home. When the sun sets, where does it go? 
When darkness evaporates, where does it go? That you may take it to its territory. That you may know the paths to its home. You now ask Jobs, do, do you know it? Should it be because you were born then? Or because the number of your days is great? <laughs> if I was Job by this time. <laughs> See, the next verse. Have you entered the treasury of snow? So when snow is not falling, it's reserved. Or have you seen the treasury of hail? Which have reserved for the time of trouble for the day of battle and war. By what way is light diffused? I thought you know physics. By what way is light diffused? Or the east wind scattered over the earth? Who has divided a channel for the overflowing water? Or a path for the thunderbolt? To cause it to rain on a land where there is no one. So it doesn't mean that I say God uses thunder to keep people. He designed thunder to fall where there's no one. Yes. That was for free for the four people that caught it. <laughs> 28, please. Just for a little, a little fun. 28. Does not have a father? Who gave birth to the drops of dew? From whose womb comes the ice? And the frost of heaven. Who gives it birth? Then he starts to call constellations that you're now studying in geography now. And 31. Can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades? Or lose the belt of Orion? It's calling star constellations in the galaxy. Can you bring out Mazaroth in its season? Or can you guide the great bear with his cubs? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you set their dominion over the earth? 34. Can you lift your voice to the clouds? That an abundance of water may cover you. Can you send out lightnings that they may go and say to you, here we are? <laughs> so God is basically informing Job of his job description. And say, so say you want to make noise. Can you do these things? If you can do these things, let's talk. If you can do these things, let's talk. You can't do it, shut up. It's based on the strength of this that I can tell you that Jesus would have congratulated the storm and said, you know what, you did well. Go back, uh, go to your hostel. <laughs> See you on the next one. See you on the next one. When is the next period? I will call you. Now, break time. Till next period. He didn't bind the storm in that instance. So it's not in your advantage sometimes to stop some storms. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You will not see the sun as the sun. Yes, and you will still be there believing in ghosts. Yes, yes, yes. In the manner of speaking. Yes, You'll be there caught up in illusion and fantasy as reality. And you may miss the showing of the sun. I'm not talking your salvation. I'm talking you on the earth now. You missed your visitation time, your oasis moment. Your time of reprieve, your time of breathing, your time of release. Because he showed up. You misinterpreted him when you finally saw him. Whatever happens to you, child of God, don't lose how you see the sun. The trouble, you will roll. You will keep rowing. You will bind and cast. You will insult the church and the pastor. You will do everything because you think you're not receiving results. That's because 
how long you roll is dependent on what you see. And how soon you see what you see and how you see what you see. The moment your eyesight lines up, the wind ceases. You don't stop rowing. The wind ceases and you keep rowing because you are going. Seeing Jesus is more important than surviving the storm. Seeing Jesus in the storm. It's more important than surviving the storm because actually, seeing Jesus is the survival. That's how you survive. Simplify the equation by seeing the song. I don't know. Things are so complicated. Everything is working. Everything is so complex. Simplify it. By seeing the song. I'm speaking contextually. Before some of you who go and say, but I thought you said, don't simplify it. Contextually. I'm talking mathematically. What are you trying to do? For me to see you, I see you. As you. I learned from your disciples. My storm is shorter. Next one. Because storms will keep coming for you to see. Storms will, storms will keep coming for you to see. Storms will keep coming until you see. So you want to be stubborn. Be my guest. Sir, you will roll against the wind until you see. Because it's likely what you were rowing towards came to you walking on the water and almost passed you by. When you are rowing, what do you want to see? The end of this problem. He came to his own and they received him now. Seeing Jesus. In the storm is more important than surviving the storm because seeing him is the survival of the storm. Are you here now? Let me try and round this up. And so when you see him, the wind ceases. You didn't make the wind cease. You didn't bind the wind and the waves. You didn't rebuke it. You chose to see. You chose to see. Now we're going back to 14 because the story continues in Matthew 14. Are you here? Mark 6 wraps it up. Same story. Let's go back to Mark 6 for a bit. So you can see. Is this worth your time? So, so, so you see, he went up into the boat and the wind ceased and they were greatly amazed in themselves. Mark, this is Mark 6, 20, 51. And marveled beyond measure and marveled. For they had not understood about the loaves because their hearts were hardened. And Mark leaves it there. That's why they couldn't see. Because like I said to you, between that storm, the feeding of the 5,000 and this one, you should have had insight. But Mark leaves it there. Matthew continues it in Matthew 14. The story doesn't end there for Matthew. Matthew were in 26. Walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, 27, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. 28, and Peter answered and said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So Peter says, it's you. Okay. It's you. 
All right, if it is you, other translations can interpret it since it is you. From the original language. I prefer that. It's up to you. Because Jesus had said, it is I. If it was a probability, Peter, trust me, is too smart to, to take that stupid risk. Not Peter. Okay, is it you? If it's you, you tell me to come. Walking on water. If it's not Yunko, does that make sense? Because it goes to anybody can say, come. And then, and then it's not Jesus. Now note. Note before we continue. That's why I love Bible study. Note that in Mark's instance, Jesus says, is, is, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Enters the boat. Mark goes from, is, is, don't be afraid, to Jesus in the boat, the wind ceases. Matthew 14 is filling the gap in between be of good cheer and Jesus entering the boat. Which means, by this thing with Peter, wind has not ceased. Where in what verse? 28. Hmm? Please see verse 32. That's why I like to teach. I take time. See verse 32. So should I still ahead? So Matthew, it's I, be of good cheer. Be not be afraid. Okay, it's you. Tell me to come. Walking on the water. That means the wind was still raging. Because the storm didn't cease until Jesus was in the boat. So the act of faith does not respect your convenience. You can't relegate the act of faith or actioning your faith to convenience. By the time you are responding to faith, the storm is still raging. The actioning of faith is not relegated to obedience. He that observes the wind will not so. A lazy man says, Ah, there's a lion in the street. Proverbs. It doesn't go out. You have not seen the lion. You're not doing anything. Faith is active. And the action of faith matters most when it's not convenient. You don't give when it's convenient. You don't show up in church when it's convenient. You don't give God the rest of your time. No. 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 After you give God your time, there's none left for the world. There's none left for life. (laughs) If you have given God your time, there's no time left for anything else. It means, therefore, that anything else you will do, you will do it inside God's time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When you then understand that if you have given God your life as a believer, yes. it is God's time you're using. You use it well. You use it carefully. You will. You be careful how you make excuses and how you relegate kingdom pursuits. Because I come quickly and my reward is with me. To give unto everyone according as he has worked. Yes, yes, yes. I keep reminding you, you'll give account. You will, you will, you will, you will give account. How you used his time. So you're wasting my time. You have no time. Son of God. <laughs> it's his time you're spending. So, based on this, you cannot say, if it is you, as though Peter was not sure. Because Peter, 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 Peter. Peter was a complete opportunist. Ah, see glory. Build three tents. We're not going down. We don't even need the tents. We'll just stay outside. 
Just just be looking at the three tents. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Yeah. Just like it. He began to tell them how he would go to Jerusalem and suffer and die and resurrect on the third day. Peter was like, shut up! <laughs> We're just starting to cruise in ministry. They're talking about dying, 33. Just three years that we left our business to follow you. You promised us heaven ahead. Now you say you want to die. No, 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 don't die yet. Peter was an opportunist. He was a capidium guy. Seize the moment. No, 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 just do it. So Peter will not enter water without certainty. Not Peter. Knowing that if it's not Jesus, he's dead. No, 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 no. After all that Jesus promised him in this life. Master, we left all to follow you. No, ah. Peter is not gambling that gamble. Therefore, the correct interpretation will be, since it is you, tell me to come. Now, it is you. And you're doing this possibility because it's you, the word. Give me the word, I will come. In other words, I've identified it is you. And now that I've seen you as you, I know that it's on account of who you are as the word that you're walking on this water. So now that another is you, now you give me the word. Let me do what you are doing. You can't be the only one walking on water. When I know that it's you. I know it's you as you. Tell me to come on the water. Don't tell me to come a little bit because you know, imagine, my mind is very active. Imagine Jesus, you know like those Tom and Jerry movies you just see, or Dexter's Lab. You just see one, one, one bridge you just come out, project from the boat. Straight to Jesus. You know? And then you now see Peter just walking on it. And as soon as he gets to Jesus, the thing just re- re- retracts. So Peter would have thought of all the op- options available to get to Jesus. And say, no, I want to come on the water the way you're coming. Yes. Faith is in your doing. Your faith is useless if it's just a thought and not a persuasion that forces you to act. And there are victories that will not come to you. Until you are practicing your faith. There are victories that will not come to you. Because Pav preached victory consciousness. They will only come at the point of you actioning your faith. You hear? Everything about faith is in the doing. It's not thinking. So in the storm. You see the sun. You can't sit there and do nothing. When you see the sun respond to him. Place a demand on the son you see as the son. Place a demand on the son that you see. Don't be afraid to spend Jesus. Every time people encountered God, most times in scripture you see him ask them, what do you want? Yeah, the king's desire is to give you your will. What you want, what you desire. Now you know that this king whose desire is to give you what you desire is your father. And what you desire is his will. So he says, beat me to come to you on the water. And Jesus looks at him and says one word, come. No explanation, no manual. When you get up, so put your right leg first. And then be sure that you have tested that, tested that the, the thing is solid enough. Then put your left leg, but make sure you're holding the boat. Because the storm is still raging. Can you not see door? The storm is still raging. But all your years as a fisherman didn't teach you anything. So put your right leg, then put your left leg, then steady yourself. And then stand carefully. Make sure you have folded your, your linen and tied your skirt properly. Because it's how the wind can blow and then can make a sail out of your skirt. Uh-uh. And blow you. No such instructions. Don't tell me Jesus, the all-knowing master. 
did not know all those possibilities existed. He did. But he knew that the resolution of all those possibilities was in the obedience to the word. So no one who has set their heart to follow can sink. No one who has set them heart to follow can sink. If you are following Jesus right now, and you are following Jesus in path, in all honesty, with all purity, and path is wrong, you will not be lost. You can't follow sincerely, wrongly. Not in this kingdom. The sheep are the charge of the shepherd, not the under shepherd. So that you followed rightly and were led wrongly cannot lead you out of the destination of the shepherd. If Jesus says, come, hey, come. Forget the logistics. This is not based on logistics. Uh, it's not based on logistics. You are called to walk upon the storm. Say, I am called to walk upon the storm. Let me round this up. I said on, on Tuesday that Jesus won a lot of victories all through his life. Right up to the big one. Every time that they tried to kill him and failed, it was victories he won. Because if they had succeeded, timeline of eternity would have been messed up. Can you imagine the guy just coming out fresh in ministry, JJC, carrying his eyes scroll? Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's anointed me. Preach the gospel. Set and liberty those are free. Declare the acceptable of the Lord. Close the scroll. Sat down and said, Today. <laughs> this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Capital son coming fresh from Galilee. And they picked up stones. Are you crazy? Jesus said the disappearing act. Early ministry. Early. Early. So you think, oh, so have you heard people say, ah, Jesus' ministry was very short, three years. Try to do Jesus' kind of ministry for three years. Jesus. You say, hey, Herod, you say, go and tell that fox. Hey, Herod, Herod, fox. <laughs> Look at all the Pharisees and Sadducees and say, whitewashed tombs. Looking white outside, dead on the inside. Ah! Yes, he told me. Yes. <laughs> Matthew 24. Jesus, his mouth. So Jesus staying alive for three years is a major miracle. For Jesus to do all that and he did not die until he was ready to die. If that is not a victory, if that is not a victory, I don't know what is. Over and over, from his childhood, do you know how many boys were killed just to take out Jesus? Yes. As it was written, Rehab, his voice is heard on the streets. She's crying. Echoing Isaiah's prophecy. Fulfilling what happened with Moses. Jesus survived. Toddler Jesus. Carried an Israelite boy. Shipped him to Africa. For at least 10 years. Jesus survived Africa. If you look at it critically, by culture, 
by upbringing. Jesus is an African. So all that long hair, Asian skin, African boy. Because when Jesus flees with his parents to Egypt, the next time you hear of Jesus is in the temple at 12 years. That's, that's the timeline. It's as they came back to Nazareth that they started going to Jerusalem. Is that first Jerusalem trip that Jesus lost? Do you understand? That first trip, Jesus, all we know is Africa. Kimba, let's, let's touch Jerusalem once and see how it worship. They have missed. And they killed all the boys and Jesus survived. Got to Egypt, stayed in Africa, Jesus survived. Came back 12-year-old boy, growing, waxing strong in favor and wisdom and stature. In favor with God and with man. And he goes through all of these victories. He goes, he's tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Doesn't fall for it, angels come and minister to him. Victories. Prayed in the garden, angels minister to him. Victories. He was strengthened till his death. And his ultimate victory. So you don't actually see the picture of a disadvantaged Jesus. You don't. Women traveled with him to minister to him. Luke 8. People's wives. Cooking for Jesus. Giving to Jesus. Oh yes. And it was okay. How did Judas have money to steal? You know, you must understand nomenclature. You see, the, 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 the flow of scriptural writing. If Judas, if there's 5K and Judas steals 5K, means what we needed the 5K to do, we will not do. Scripture doesn't suggest Judas stealing was stopping ministry. So as much as it was a lot for him, it was still not significant to shut down the ministry of Jesus. So Jesus could effectively ignore Judas's stealing ministry even though he knew that Judas was stealing. Because that's how Jesus was being mentored for his final ministry. Yes. Yes. If Jesus had stopped Judas premature, he would have aborted prophecy. So Judas had to develop liver. You understand? Yeah. To him that is faithful to little. Stealing, stealing until get my said Jesus. <laughs> it was gradually, ma. It was gradually. Judas did not just get up and receive anointing to betray Jesus. He said, no, 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 no. It was by reason of use. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was by reason of use. It was gradually. Five k, ten k, twenty k. 1 million, 20 million. He probably sold, sold one of his nieces. He, excuse me. Joseph's brother sold him. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? When I say things, when I'm teaching scripture, when I say things, don't just laugh and think I'm fabricating stuff in my head. Don't do it. Joseph's brother sold him. What are you saying? 
Somebody ate her, her baby. So what are you, you, you can't put it past Judas. You have sold somebody. Did one or two trafficking here and there, you know. <laughs> they four pieces of silver. Wow. Ten pieces. Hmm. Give us Jesus for 30. Ha! Cash out. Jesus can say Jesus. Jesus will escape by himself. Not his point. So for, for, for Judas, it was a pure deal. And somehow Judas is stealing stuff and Jesus is still doing ministry. Big trees. They called Jesus a Samaritan. He didn't shut down his ministry. They called him Lord of the Flies. Or Lord of the Devils. That was about. He didn't shut his ministry. They called him a glutton. They called him a drunkard. They called him friend of sinners. Anywhere sinners I see Jesus. And all through you see him coasting through his ministry. Until he saved you. That's the same way you will coast through your ministry. Until the day of the Lord. There's the ultimate victory. That's the victory when we, we join Jesus to defeat life and death. And that's the ultimate victory. First Corinthians 15. First Christ. First fruit. Then us. That's the ultimate victory. But you see, 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God. Always. Now, now, now. Now. That means up, leading up to the ultimate victory. I have so many little victories. Over sickness, over poverty, over lack, over disadvantage, over every form of misfortune, over academic delay, over relationship issues, over family issues. I take every single little victory leading up to the ultimate victory. I do. I take it. I take it. I take it. I take it. Because he paid for the small ones too. He paid for the small ones too. The big one didn't cancel the small ones. He paid for the small ones too. You have a headache. I have victory over headache. Supply is coming to me. Winning is what we do. 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 We win and win and win. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now before, before we pray. Hebrews 13 and 6. <laughs> Hebrews 13 and 6. And then we'll end with Romans 8. And then whatever happens after Romans 8. Let's see how it's going to be. <laughs> Hebrews 13 and 6. Look, look at what the writer says. So we may boldly say. This is New Testament. New Testament. You don't need to go and look for what David was saying. In our New Testament reality. Yeah. <laughs> In our New Testament reality. The Lord is my helper. On this side of the cross. The Lord is my helper. As the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Lord is my helper. As the one whose sins have been forgiven. The Lord As the one who is in the new covenant. You don't have to quote a psalm from the Old Testament because even now, the Lord, you better shout it like you know it. The Lord, 
I've told you, don't miss Oasis moments. All through the New Testament, there's little texts here and there. Little statements here and there. Now see the next part before you pray. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Now ask the question for which you know the answer. And what's the answer? It's not possible that God came through for them more than it came through for you. You just need to come into the consciousness that there is more going on for you now than they had going on for them. The Lord is my helper. Uh -huh. he, he doesn't have to kill them. What can man do to me? <laughs> Romans 8.31, let's read together. Romans 8.31 to 39, and then we're out of here. Romans 8.31 to 39, quickly. Romans 8.31, let's all read together. What, one to go, everybody. What then? Shout it out. Uh-huh. Next verse. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh huh. Keep going. Uh huh. Uh huh. He's also a reason. Mm -hmm. Who is? Who also? Uh -huh. No. 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 No, 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 next verse. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. But see our reality 37. Uh huh, yes, 38 and 39. Shh, are you sure? Are you sure? Persuasion is active faith. Active faith. Faith that causes you to do. Faith that causes you to act. Are you sure? Let's take it again. One, two, go. Uh-huh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. ETC shall be able to serve this is where you come into consciousness of your victory and celebrate the fact that there is nothing there is nothing there is nothing there is nothing i already won i have the victory and nothing life throws at me can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. There is no storm that can take me down. Celebrate the victory you have in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on, what about anyhow? Celebrate. have the victory it's not an event 
is a state of being. When you know you possess a conquering spirit, you never lose. Never lose. Never lose. Come on, give him praise tonight. Give him praise. And never lose. Never lose. Where you lost before, you now you know why. Uh, uh, because he, he almost let him pass by in the storm. You almost let him pass by. But now you know. Now you're all the wiser. So your last failure was the last time you lost. Yeah. Your last, your last exam was the lowest you will ever have. Your last grade, your last GDPA, your last result. Your last position is the least. From here you can only, you can only go on up. This is not, when I teach, I don't teach you messages for a season. They might prepare you for a season, but they're going to last your entire life. You live a conquering life. This life is a conquer. This one. This one. This is the one we're in. You conquer all through. You will conquer all through. That's what conquerors do. So if you feel like the best of your life is behind you, oh, no, no, no. No, better is never behind you. Welcome to the best days of your life. The last job you enjoyed cannot be the one you had in 2011. Oh no. For the path of the just is as a light that shines brighter and brighter until... Something broke, prepare for better. You lost something, prepare for better. You blew something, because sometimes it happens. In your stupidity and your naivety, you blew something. Pre prepare for better. <laughs> I'm trying to close. I'm trying to close. But prepare for better. Prepare for better. His word does not return void. As he said it, will he not do it? You made a last business decision that crippled you. Took everything you own. Get ready. Better's coming. Uh, there's some things capital does. There's some things favor does. <laughs> Some things labor does. There's, there's things that favor does. Because we are enjoying victories all the way through. All the way through. Victories. Ministerial victories. Physical victories. Material victories. Mental victories. It's our reality. And we are conscious of it now, so we can't lose no more. <laughs> and we thank you for it. Hallelujah. Has this been practical enough for you? Yeah. 
So all, all he sent you ahead. And next time after he sent you ahead, he's telling you, come. Next instruction is come. He le- he, you thought he left you. And with all your rowing and all your efforts, here he is. Right next to you telling you, come. Because Matthew 14, you see how eventually after all that drama, Peter tried to sink. You know, because he took his eyes off the sun. As the sun. He cried, Lord, help me, I'm sinking. The Lord helped him. And they both walked on water again. You live again, you walk on water again. And helped him into the boat. And then when they were in the boat and lesson had been learned, the wind ceased. Oh, we see, we see you, Jesus. We see you as Jesus. Uh, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that changes the way we handle the storm. It changes the way the storm deals with us. And we have victories every time. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise as we get out of here. Well, that's it for today's teaching. We trust it has been worth your time. For more of these messages from our stables, kindly subscribe to our teaching podcast at www.thebasileacommission.podbean.com or via the Podbean app on your mobile device. For inquiries and further information, kindly send us an email to info at thebasileacommission.org or find us on social media with the handles at the Truth Simply Put or at WarTheChurch. You can also send us an SMS, call us, or connect with us via WhatsApp on plus 234-70-881-8864. Finally, if you would like to give to support the work that we do, kindly follow the Patreon link in our podcast or contact our office for details. Thank you.